The final practice before Monday Night Football has officially wrapped up. The Browns are ready to face the Steelers. I'm Jason Gibbs, and this is the From the Podium podcast. Some big names took to the podium today to give us their final thoughts before Monday night's game. Before practice, though, we hear from a few position coaches. First one up, tight ends coach T.C. McCartney, who talked about how good David Njoku has looked in practices and how Harrison Bryan is progressing after missing most of training camp. Harrison obviously missed a large, basically all of training camp when she guys got back here. How have you seen him kind of get back into form, get back into shape, and how good was it to see him, you know, get in the end zone on Sunday? Oh, it was really good to see him uh, get in the end zone. It's always fun. And a really nice spike there. <laughs> a lot of height on that spike. But uh, he did miss a lot of time. The one thing you never worry about with Harrison is knowing what to do. And so I felt comfortable uh, with him mentally going into the game. But there is a lot of reps that he had to get. He got some extras on scout team, just trying to get himself back into football playing shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but he felt good out there, and we'll continue to work that process. It's definitely a process. Um, TC, we, Mike Tomlin, I listened to his press conference the other day, and he was talking about David Njoku and said just how much he's kind of grown up in the program. And you can see the development and maturation. And I know you guys talk about that a lot, but um, I guess is that just kind of – validation for what you guys have seen that David has taken all these huge steps since you guys have had him? Absolutely. I mean, he came into the league so young. He was so young when he got here. Um, There's always going to be growing up there. And then he's taken a lot of steps in these last few years, being a leader on the team. Um, And obviously, um, some production last year before he got hurt where you're starting to see everything that he wants and that everyone expected from him to start. Is this a game where you could see David making some hay and having a nice game? I certainly hope so. I go into every game thinking that. But he, um, I know he's excited for the opportunity. He played well last year, um, both games versus these guys. So um, anytime it's a rivalry game, I think he's, he's geeked up and ready to play. Yeah, I guess a game like that where, you know, he only has two catches, but, you know, he played a bunch. I mean, do you still kind of watch that tape and see his impact in the run game and, and kind of all those other areas just besides catching the ball? Absolutely. We talk about it all the time, just being able to play without the ball. You know, more of a turn they use in basketball. But in the run game, he made some huge blocks on the third down run we had, getting that pin on the one where Wyatt had the, you know, the pancake. But Dave had a huge block there. Um, being able to leave him in pass protection. There's a lot of tight ends around the league you can't do that with, but he can. Um, that allows us to get other guys out and route. So he impacts the game in a ton of different ways, and it's not always the catches. And, of course, we all want the production, but he just um, – he opens things up for a lot of other people. He allows us to do a lot of different things offensively, which um, allows us to be good. So I think he knows that, um, which is why, you know what, some days you don't get all the balls. Some days you will. They kind of come in bunches. So we'll see how it goes the rest of the season. How have his hands gotten better over the years, and how has he become a better receiver? Um, he's worked really hard on route running. I know that. Still some room to grow because he should never get covered. He's just too big and fast. Um, so anytime he's covered, he did something wrong. Tell him I said that, okay? Um, but I know he has a jugs machine at his house. He works on it all the time. And so I call him at, at times, he's over at his house just catching balls. He has guys over there come catch balls. So he worked really hard at it. Um, I wasn't really here when, at the beginning of his career, but ever since I've been here, um, I know just working the jugs at home, working catches pre-practice, he's always been really diligent about that. He's focused on himself, but you know when he sees like 
last week Kittle had a big game against against Pittsburgh, and you know I've heard him talk about Kelsey before. How much does that sort of can you notice? You know, wanting to be considered in that that tier of tight end. How much is that? You notice him that driving him? Uh, I think it definitely it definitely drives him. He definitely wants to be known as one of the best in the game, and everyone knows that that kind of the recognition you get from production. Um, but we watch those guys. I make a cut up for them for all the explosives around the league for all the tight ends. So they get to watch those guys. They kind of keep up with what everybody's doing. I think that's important at your position to just know what's going on. Um, but I think it definitely drives him. Being the best drives him as a team and as an individual. So um, I think he's definitely aware of what's going on around the league with other, the other tight ends. What kind of challenge do Watt and Highsmith present for your guys, especially with a rookie right tackle who you guys might need to help more than normal? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who the tackles are. When those edge players are out there, you got to have a plan for them. You got to mix up looks. You got to do a lot of different things. So um, there's always a challenge when you're playing these guys. It's always a challenge when you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They're always good. Um, and these edge players kind of make that whole defense go. So we're definitely aware of where they're going to be. We're aware of uh, what we have to do to um, in the run game, in the pass game, pass protection game, what we're going to do to try and um, be successful. You know, I think they, they do a good job of mixing looks. They had a, a different personnel packages. They um, they present you some some different looks across the board. You know, you're not sure what you're going to get. Um, so I think that's always a challenge there on the edge. But I think what really makes it go is those players. Those guys are really, really good. The other position coach to speak before practice, linebacker coach Jason Tarver, who talked about how well the linebacker unit has played last week and how this group can help slow down Pat Fryermuth on Monday night. Sione and A walk back on the field making plays on Sunday. Oh, that was awesome. It's great to see those guys. Proud of them for how much they've put in so much work. They're in the buildings as much as us as coaches, rehabbing their injuries, working together, how well they communicate. They communicate really well in that football game, and we expect that and need that from them again. And, you know, number six, he changed his number. He had been out for a little while, too, so it's good to see all three of them. Talk during the week about, you know, it's almost a year from the injury. It's Pittsburgh. It's prime time, and it brought up some emotions for him. Have you seen that out of him this week? Oh, he walks the same every day. So he is locked in. I mean, we just finished our, our meeting, and he was the first one to answer a lot. And it's a competition in that room, and that's how we like it. So, I mean, that's who he is all the time. And uh, each one of these, our goal is to go one and zero. Oh, so. The motivation to play each week in this league in that room is is we're getting it going. It's it's where we need it to be, which is be the best we can be each week. Whenever whenever they blow the whistle, put the ball and put the ball down and start playing. What's his leadership style like? Anthony, um, we, you know he's 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 amazing. He's the son of a coach, so he's been around coaches his whole life. So what he has is he has a unique ability to talk to any any human from any with any background he's he's really special so sometimes it might be pulling somebody aside one-on-one -on -one. sometimes it might be to the whole group hey we've had enough of this let's go he's got it all yeah, the city never blitzed that much before um i guess obviously you liked him and you guys like him in that role so what makes him effective as a blitzer well all our guys what we want to do when we blitz is is we want to bring it 
we want to get to their backfield as fast as we can. Like a lot of the things you've heard from Coach Schwartz, what's great about this defense is how fast and how direct we can hit things. And that's our job. So whatever's on our line that we're running, it's our job to wreck whatever's on that line, so to speak, with our hands and make plays. So whether we're, when we get the opportunity to rush as linebackers, we got to take advantage of it because if we don't run our line and wreck stuff, then Coach Schwartz is probably not going to call the call again. So for all our guys, we need to make sure we're attacking. When, when our number's called, we need to go. And that's the beauty of this defense is the number can be, we can blitz from just about anywhere. It just depends what Coach Schwartz pushes the button on. So when you get your turn, you got to take advantage of that. And that's fun as a player, you know, and as a coach to watch, of course. In, uh, in minicamp, you kind of challenged him a little bit and you, you know, set forth some things that you wanted and needed him to do. Did he step up and meet that challenge? Or has he yeah, there was two big things. The number one is get strong. He's gotten stronger. His, his process of preparing his body is, is much better. He's and then the next thing is, you know, to be the same every day and really be focusing on his craft every day. His notes have improved. His um, attention to detail on and off the field has improved and his ability to make corrections between series on the sideline is is going up. So hopefully and we think he will stay on this process because where he is right now is exciting to watch. He, he's playing fast, and he can even play faster as he continues to improve his process. Are you a little surprised how quickly Taki Taki's gotten back and, and has been able to play so effectively already? Um, like those guys, Anthony and Talk, they're, they're amazing how hard they work. They make you happy to be associated with them as a person and as a coach because they just everything they do is about getting back and play getting their bodies ready and their minds ready to help their teammates make plays and they're both totally unselfish as well so surprised not by how hard they work they're pros and and it's the word is is proud and and just can't wait to watch them play one week at a time and and focus on it that way so um, we like where they are and where they're going. Talk a lot about Anthony's leadership, but how has Taki Taki grown in that? Oh yeah. In that um, well, we've talked a little bit. You've you've heard from me over the past whatever year, year and a half, about how his progression's just amazing. When we got here, Sione's rookie year was filled with injuries, right? So when we got here, and then we had the COVID off season, so we, you know, we're on FaceTime and Zoom and. All those I don't even know if I know how to use Zoom anymore. No, I'm kidding. But um, just to watch him where he was really a Sam Will and just grew into being able to handle any position and being able to focus on any of the spots. And it just went like he just got better and better and better at him. And last year got his opportunity to be the full-time Mike. So now he can do all of it. And it's really, really cool how he's learned how to do that. Because in this and in anything, when you're learning – you got to figure out how you learn. Every person learns different. And our job as a coach is to just help these guys. And what's been cool is to watch Sione figure out how to lock in. It's amazing. And when a person in any field learns how they learn and can lock in, then they're, they're ready for greatness. And Sione's process, that's been really cool to watch and help him along as good as I could. What matchup issues does Friar Ruth present 
especially for, for the linebackers? He's strong, and he's got strong hands, and he's big, and he's got a good feel for where people are, zoner man. So that can be, you know, where he can get into some things and maybe stop a route at a certain point in time, you know, maybe sooner as he feels where people are, and then he's big enough to become a big target. So that's really the challenge is understanding how he sees coverages and where he's going to move and know where we are on those coverages and then be able to break on the ball. We've worked a, a good amount of that against all tight ends, but also this week. So say we're in a zone, we got to know where he might stop. And then the quarterback, of course, has the ball. So he takes us to it, but we, we've got to feel where he is. So that's the challenge. Johnson out, do you expect that he'll become a more, uh, even more pronounced part of that, of that passing game? They use both, you know, three wide receiver groups with one tight end on the field and one back. And they also use a good amount of two receivers with two tight ends. And, and you know, they, they drafted a tight end. So they have a few more tight ends. So we expect to see both sets of those personnel groups and then moving people around because they do a good job of moving their people around. Be concerned about with Kenny Pickett. He's gotten better and better at his decision making, and he um, he he knows how to read coverages, and he's played a lot of football. He he's an experienced guy, so he's seen a lot of both. He, he, like for example, I'll give you an example of feeling where guys are in the pocket. He's got a lot of reps of that. Sometimes, quote younger or less experienced quarterbacks don't feel the pocket as well. He's played a lot of football, so he's got a good feel for those things. Um, so that's really the challenge, is, is making sure that we, whatever the scheme is, whether we're blitzing, don't get me excited and talk about blitzing again, but um, whether we're blitzing or whether we're in our zones, we got to understand you know, who he is, what he looks like on quicker throws, what he looks like on those things, and be ready, um, be ready to execute within the schemes. Challenge when, obviously, they didn't, Pittsburgh did not play its best game against the Niners, right? So you guys are watching that. Um, is there any danger in just seeing that game and, oh, my God, there's all these flaws when you know that they're probably a lot better than that? It's Monday night football in Pittsburgh. What's better than that? You know you're going to get your best from every human that steps on that field. Uh, players, coaches, officials, everyone. So they're – what happens in this league is is next next game you got to play each game individually okay we need our passion on defense that we play with to even go up a level and our communication to go up a level each week i mean that's the goal but in this environment we're we're going to have to bring everything we got all right to play for as long as they tell us to play so i don't think any of that really matters it's the Browns and the Steelers, and, and you know, we got to go, and we're excited about it. Can you guys get to that level without a Juju Smith-Schuster or a Jamar Chase, you know, throwing a little log on the fire? Yeah, it's about us. So internally, that's where we really have to go. To get where we want to get as a football team is to be able to bring that every single day. We're about to go do our our quote, Friday practice on a Saturday, right? Because we're on Monday night football. And you can tell right now I'm getting ready to bring whatever we got each day. Uh, I think we're learning how to do that. I think we're better. I, I mean, I really want to be able to prove 
that we're better at that day in and day out as a defense, as a linebacker, course, everything. But that's the challenge. And when you reach that, then it, it's just about yourself completely and how you prepare. And as I've you know, been here for a while now, that's the challenge here and that's the challenge weekly. So you're hitting it on the head. I know that's a coaching answer, but that is it. It's how well you can direct your brain to focus on what you need to do each day as a unit and tie everybody together. I think we're closer, but we need to go do that weekly. With the run fits uh, against Cincinnati and how important is that going to be? Because we talked a lot about Pickett and the passing game, but Najee Harris also very capable runner. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the stats, but he's up there with missed tackles and things, and he runs hard. He's very patient. They, you know, um, they do a really good job of picking guys to fit their scheme and who they are throughout their history. And, and he's a patient runner, and he's big and he's strong. So to answer the first part question, uh, Fitz, last week, uh, you've heard this from Coach Schwartz. You've heard it from me as well. The D-line's job, or when we're blitzing, is to mess stuff up, right? And the, the job of everybody else behind the line of scrimmage is to fix it. We fixed most of it. We had a back-to-back series where a couple of runs got out. So, of course, we practiced the heck out of those. Um, but we need to be better this week. And that's our goal is to be better making who's ever rushing correct and working together to do that. After practice, head coach Kevin Stefanski came to the podium. He gave us the final injury report and a few injury updates for Monday's game. Also, his final thoughts on Pittsburgh. Okay, good uh, good. Work week out there, still got tomorrow. We'll have our walkthrough before we get on the buses tomorrow afternoon and uh, head east. We're excited for the challenge. Like I mentioned to you guys, uh, a lot of respect for this team. Uh, We know uh, the challenges that they bring based on their offense, their defense, their special teams, but really focused on getting a good work work week in. Uh, So we'll continue on our our process as as that Throughout this week, really, just the walkthroughs that we have left uh, are as important as anything we do. So, uh, excited for the challenge. With that, I'll take any questions. Amari to the injury report. Something happened today? Yeah, had a aggravated his groin, brought him inside. I, I really don't have an update past that. Uh, so, we'll see how he does over the next 48 hours. Related to what bothered him last year? I don't. Isn't that what he missed time with earlier in the, earlier in the season, like at, at the Greenbrier? I don't think so. Yeah. How did line look um, in the last two days? Yeah, looked good. You know, just did individual yesterday. Did, had some reps today. Looked good, but again, something that you really want to use the time. See how he responds. See how he feels tomorrow. See how he feels on Monday before we make a determination. We talked about Pickens before a little bit, but. Like, what's the approach when a guy can make the kind of crazy catches that he does? Well, we've seen it. Uh, he's done. I mean, he's he's done it in games versus us. We've seen him do it uh, in the NFL. He's extremely talented. Uh, listen, part of this game and, and every game is is one on one matchups. Uh, you know, you can account for him at times in, in zones and man, and then uh, like they do, they wait for one on ones, and and that's the challenge that corners have going up against a great player like him is trying to win those 50-50 balls. That's uh, he just has great body control, ball skills, all those type of things. So uh, we understand the challenge. Yeah, from my 
Patrick can't play, what does that do to your offense? Uh, you know, who are you looking for to step up? Because uh, he's such a key guy for you guys. Yeah, again, we'll see how it goes over the 48 hours, uh, and we'll make a determination. But that's why we have we rep guys in different positions and those type of things. So if we have to adjust, we'll adjust. Can't say if you're optimistic or. I, I really don't know. It just happened. Don't have enough information to say. They are, or you know, two days before the game. It's Friday. <laughs> it's football Friday. <laughs> right. Um, these football Friday injuries are always uh, so challenging. Yeah, it's, it's part of it, Mary Kay. I would tell you, you know. If, if we were without Omari, we'll, we'll adjust. Uh, we have all day tomorrow. You have all day, day of the game. So, uh, but I don't know that I'm ready to say that just yet. It's, we don't have enough information yet. Now, will you, I mean, you're busy tomorrow. Do you watch games on TV, or do you just save that for when you're at work? Uh, you're saying the NFL games? Yeah. Yeah, if, you know, we're – on the bus, so I don't know if we'll get reception while, while you're traveling tomorrow afternoon uh, to watch the games. But I, I think all of us, players, coaches, we all follow this league. Uh, I think so many of us have friends throughout this league that you're following how people are doing. So uh, we're always aware of who's playing, how they're doing. Obviously, in-game, your game ends, and, and you ask, all right, how did this team do? How did so-and-so do? So, yeah, we're always interested in what's going around the league. When coach was done, the players spoke in the locker room. First up, all-Pro defensive end Miles Garrett talked about his viral crossover move and the respect he has for fellow All-Pro defensive end T.J. Watt. This is a crossover game. I, mean, I still got it, fam. <laughs> got a little bit left. Yeah, we saw the crossover, so what are we going to see Monday? Uh, I might break something new out. I might save it for the Bengals. We'll see. <laughs> Did you get a kick out of the reaction to that? I mean, I'm sure you saw some of it. Uh, yeah, my, my family, friends told me some of it. It was more their reaction. That's, that's what made it so special. Was that spontaneous? Or had, I heard you done that a little bit in practice and in Greenbrier and some other places. I'm gonna lie, I've done it like for years in practice, but I just never like brought it out. I was like, this year, I'm just going to have fun. And we're, we're just going to bust out everything I, I'm, I'm doing in practice. So that was just one of them, one of them days. How much does Jim kind of let you, you know, letting you guys show your personality and stuff? Kind of open the door for stuff like that. I mean, the door's completely open as long as you're in the framework and he knows that he's he see me win doing stuff like that. So if I was just doing that and I was getting locked up, it would be a little bit different. But uh, he knows he can he can count on me in those, those kind of situations. Can you talk about just the magnitude of going into Pittsburgh Monday Night Football prime time, chance to go two and zero for the first time for you guys since 1993, and all the things about this game. Just throwing a lot of you know, different information out there. <laughs> we're just going to Pittsburgh to play a game at, at eight o'clock or whatever, whatever time it is. You know, we're not worried about all the you know, the history behind that, you know, all these like you know, curses or records we're trying to break. We just want to be one to know at the end of the week. We're not worried about anything else. Yeah, uh, I think it was coined like that against the Bengals like a couple years ago. So yeah, I like the Euro step, but I have variations that I wouldn't particularly name that, but something things that look similar. So I might have to start naming each one. No, this was them from uh, the very beginning. They've always been like this, and uh, 
They're just willing to, to give their all and what do they have to do to, to make sure that you know, the, the, the team wins. You know, they're they're looking, looking out for the greater good and trying to do what they can to, to serve a, you know, this, this higher purpose, and that's winning. Jim moving you around the defensive line instead of just keeping you in one spot. And yeah, I mean, it keeps the offense guessing, and that's what we want to do. Don't want to allow them to, you know, get comfortable with us being in one position, whether it's me, Z, or O, and allow them to just, you know, chip us or double us, whatever their their game plan is. So, it just allows us some some freedom to, to call we want in certain situations, and uh, you know, get freed up, get one on ones. TJ finds a way to win. You know, he's he's a dog. You know, he he always has those, those second effort plays. So he you know, can win inside, outside. Strong. He's fast. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't look as strong as he is, but you know the way he you know long arms guys or the way he finds a way to, to fight through you know, a double or a single. You know, it's, it's really impressive, and I have a lot of respect for his game and him. So I always look forward to uh, you know, doing my best out there at Pittsburgh and. Uh, it's just fun knowing that on the other end, I have someone who, who's of a similar caliber you know, trying to do their, their, uh, their best as well. Are there any For sure. I mean, both of them can rush very well. Both of them can play the run very well. So it's just a, a matter of uh, never letting off a single play because you know, that one can be game-changing with that group. So you've got to be on your P's and Q's all throughout and uh, make sure you know your assignment. You get more amped up for Monday Night Football or a primetime game than just a regular Sunday afternoon at 1. Uh, you know, I, you get amped up for them all. None of them are guaranteed. I'm just glad to make it to this one. Last year, I couldn't say the same. So, uh, always looking forward to, to playing a game, whether it's at 1, 4, or it's at you know, late night on Sunday, or it's on, on Monday night. Um, we're all glad to have this opportunity. And uh, the Monday Night Special, I'm I'm sure I'll get more amped up as we get even closer. But right now, just you know, taking it all in. Miles, how about Dwan Jones having to go up against TJ in this game? How do you think he'll do? And you know, what have you kind of you know, showed him, helped him with, or kind of told him about? Uh, I mean, I haven't told him anything about TJ. No, that's something for him to, to watch film. Uh, if he wants to know anything, I'll tell him because you know, we all watch rushers all across the league. So you know, whether that's Heisman or TJ or any other rusher. So. Well, he, he's asked Z a lot because he plays a little bit more on the left. And, uh, you know, he asked how he's able to have success and what he can do to, to uh, protect better and, and uh, get the advantage on him. But he's looking forward to opportunity. And, uh, you know, we're, we're all looking forward to, to what he wants to, to do on that uh, Monday night. How have you seen him progress and develop throughout uh, this whole summer? I mean, he's finding you know, what, what works best for him. You know, in the system, you know, they, they're telling you, you know, where to go and what to do. But, you know, it's always a matter of, you know, how, what your body allows and what kind of style in which you do it. And uh, he's finding uh, the best way to perform his job at the highest level. And he's looking good. Wide receiver Elijah Moore, the last to speak today. He talked about how the wide receiver room will step up if Amari Cooper can't play and how excited the offense is to play in better weather on Monday. If, uh, if Amari can't play Monday, uh, what does that mean for your offense? I mean, we got to 
take the next steps. You know, um, we don't we don't know too much about what happened. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a coach question and not us. We don't know how serious if it's serious at all. You know, so we're just gonna pray. We're gonna pray for him and you know it's always next man up there. You know, you can't miss a step. Speaking of next man up, you guys have a pretty deep receiving core and some really, really good guys that in the event that they have to step up in there, are you pretty confident that they're gonna see some good performances? Yes, I mean, that's why we practice. And who would we be if we didn't go out there and not know our job if someone didn't know? You know, I feel like we got a group to where everyone should know everything. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in every last one of those guys. Does it make it tougher when it happens late in the week, right? So it's not like you have all week for if he has to yeah. miss a game. I mean, we don't, like I said, we don't know exactly what happens to him. I don't think we should be speaking on anything before we know any, anything, but... Yeah, I mean, it is annoying when you have little mishaps like that, but that's football. Yeah. You guys dealt with this, though, basically all the way back to the Greenbrier. You and Marquise and you and Mamari there. I mean, like you say, is it something that, you know, it becomes almost second nature when, when something like this happens? Uh, you know, it's football. You know, you can't control what happens to who, you know, so you just got to be ready. You know, that's why everyone studies like how we study and know what we know so we can go out there and, and perform if something like this happens. Nah, yeah, those are definitely some primetime guys. You know, um, definitely have you know respect for them. We're not taking it lightly, so you know we're gonna do our we're gonna do our best and see how the, you know the matchup goes. This is gonna be your first taste of the Brown Steelers rivalry. Yeah. Um, what do you know? What do you know about it from afar, and how much you're looking forward to? Of course, I know what everyone has told me. You know the stories and how hype it gets, but you know I feel like we should look at it as any other game. You know, um, obviously we don't take them lightly. We know they're a good team, but you know I'm definitely ready to play. I know they are too. Yeah, and no, I think I think everybody's excited. Um, I wish we were playing tomorrow, you know, too, because I wanted the game to get here faster. But of course, Monday is prime time is is what is what we pray for. You know, it's something I think at college that I've been wanting to, you know, do for you know for a long a long time. Elijah, how did you come out of week one? We got a little bit of a taste of yeah. the variety that you we have been talking about all off season that they're going to use it just. How, how do you think that that went and just, I guess, you know, going forward, how exciting are you is now that you got a little taste in game of what it could look like for you? Nah, I, I was super excited. You know, we won. And just to get out there to finally verse somebody else, too, was well overdue. You know, um, I think all of us couldn't wait for the season to start, you know, putting all the work that we put in and, and, and just to play, especially, you know, that team. You know, I'm, I know that's a, another big game that we all look forward to as well. So, that was, you know, that was super, that was super fun. We got the win, and you know, I think everyone who, who contributed contributed, and I think everybody came out pretty, you know, pretty, you know, good. So how about, how, your, how about your role specifically, though? Yeah. The way they, you know, moving around and yeah. getting in the backfield, inside, outside, all that. Yeah, I felt I felt good with it. You know, the rain kind of messed up a little bit of plans, <laughs> but you know, I, I I was I was definitely happy with it. When you play as well as you guys did in that opener, how important is it to build on that? continue that momentum, especially another AFC North game, another rival. Yeah, no, I, I, that's one thing I think I'm, I'm going to continue to speak on. I, I think that momentum of, of keep stacking these wins is, you know, super important for every team. Honestly, I know everyone thinks like that. You know, um, it only is going to propel you in the direction that you want to go. How much are you looking forward to maybe a little bit drier track than what, what, the, what you got? <laughs> need it. We need it. We need, we're, trying to, we're trying to throw for something crazy, you know, so. Definitely, um, and run for something crazy, and stop for something crazy. Whatever, every single stop. But um, 
yeah, man, I think I think we're excited for you know a hot game. If it was, if it should be. <laughs> You know, you got to respect them. You know, of course, those are two guys that, you know, they got their respect, you know, so it's not something that I think that we're taking lightly. Um, and we're just excited. You know, I definitely look at those guys and get excited to play people like that. You know, you want to go against people who are good. Elijah, you guys do need to lean on, like, Cedric a, a little more because we get more can go every time 100%. Do you, do you think he's ready for a spotlight like this? Yeah, I don't think he has a choice. Um, <laughs> I think I think that everyone in our room, though, to answer your question, is prepared. You know, I, we have confidence that you know he's he's been doing and will do exactly what we know he can. You may have seen him got to get better. I mean, just you know, even over the last couple of weeks. I didn't hear your Cedric, first part. How did you see? How have you seen Cedric get better over the last couple of weeks? At, you know, just as a working grown. I think every day in practice, the more reps that he gets, you know, he gets to fill out the game. You know, and honestly, it's all just. Um, opportunity, you know, as far as filling out football, because football, football, you know, he's probably been playing football since he was little. So it's it's just putting him in a position that you know he that he is good at. I, know you I don't guys think did. that reverse last week was exactly the way you guys draw. Yeah, it nah, it wasn't. <laughs> and I haven't even in since college. Honestly, probably high school, I haven't made like a reverse play like that. So definitely fun. I was gonna say, how much do you enjoy like, yeah. just being out there and kind of freelancing and making it up as you go? Yeah, nah, that was that was probably one of my favorite plays so far. Yeah. When you guys were in the film room, I know a lot of those explosive plays you guys weren't able to connect on because of the weather and stuff yeah. like that. But when you're in the film room and you're at least like seeing stuff about, do you get really excited thinking, man, if it's sunny and 70, this is yeah. going to be a big hitter for big. us? Yeah, I think we think about that about a lot of plays. You know, I'm definitely proud of the game, the game plan and what Kevin has put up for us. So, you know, I think we should be excited moving forward. Hey, there's a lot made this week of the turf at MetLife after what happened to Aaron. Do you have any opinion on that? Is it is it a bad surface? Do you have a preference of grass versus turf? Uh, definitely a grass fan. Uh, it is, um, you know, it's, un it's unfortunate for what happened to him. I think, you know, with being someone who played on that field, it isn't the best of fields. You know, if they could get it fixed. I, I wish they could in case we play there too. So, you know, um, yeah, man, super unfortunate. The commissioner. Uh, I forget where he said, but he said something to the effect of this week that there are actually a lot of players that prefer the turf, turf. over grass. Yeah. I haven't met any yet. Have I'm you? not one of them. Yeah, I'm not one of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like grass. Just easier on the joints. Yeah, just it is. General. Yeah, I feel better on you know whenever it's grass rather than turf. Yeah, I mean. Just injuries in general, I feel like happen more on the turf in general. You know, not even just, you know, the Achilles, but that's why I feel like, you know, I think soccer, they play on all grass. You know, I feel like that's something that we should lean towards doing too. Um, if they look at the facts, I think it would lean towards it being more safer for the grass anyway. So. Elijah, going back to prime time, how do you manage, like, the emotions and the excitement of, of playing in a game like that on the lights? It's just any other game. You know, it's just a different day. Um, <laughs> You can't get too high, you can't get too low. You got to stay even and kill, but definitely got to enjoy the moment being Monday. You know, um, not many other teams are playing, you know, so definitely, um, definitely a blessing.
That's today's From the Podium podcast. Like and subscribe today to the From the Podium podcast wherever you get your podcasts to find more episodes. Be sure to check out the Browns social media platforms, youtube.com slash Browns, the Cleveland Browns mobile app, and of course, Cleveland Browns Daily and the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network as we get you ready for Monday night football in Pittsburgh. I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for listening to the Browns from the Podium podcast. 